When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of Trashy Divorces. Trashy Divorces? What do we have going on this week, Alicia? Stacy, I'm glad you asked. We have a whole family saga we do of the- Trash Candy coming for you. Interconnected so Trashy Divorces alums. Mm-hmm. I think we have proven mm-hmm. this week that we can barely keep up with the Kardashians. It's true. Y'all wanted it. This has been on your list for so long. We have way too many names to list on this one. We hope your trashy hearts are satisfied. We went ahead and covered the family in an overhead 50,000 foot view thing. Being that it is a one hour-ish program. We floated above the Kartrashian plains. We can't mention everything. Mapping the land. (laughs) We can't mention everything. So if we left your favorite bit out or there's an essential part of the story be sure to let us know at trashydivorces.com we're going to talk about everything we potentially missed in trashy tidbits on patreon on tuesday yep speaking of patreon alicia what have we been up to over there this week oh gosh we had trashy tidbits as usual on tuesday Mm -hmm. Ooh, wednesday i did a deep dive expose into lady jane gray you did a tiktok on the nine-day queen. It I was it. fascinating. I did a 90-minute episode yeah. on the king and queen and queen of 1553 and the nine days queen and the ascension of Mary and the death of Edward and the downfall of Daddy Dudley. It was very exciting. It was. That was a fascinating story. Um, and Thursday in your flaming dumpster fire, sure. you brought a scorcher for us. Yeah, like early uh, first great awakening evangelist George Whitfield, who was one of the founders of Methodism and also got slavery legalized in the colony of Georgia, which... I had no idea. No idea. It was a Crazy great story. story. All right, so we have in our magic mirror this week, tremendous thanks. Big thanks. Y'all are the very best. Who joined us this week? We have Grian W., Jessica... Caitlin H, Shelley D, Celia H, Jennifer S, Lauren S, Amanda G, Shauna K, D H, Tracy L, Tori S, Rachel C, Marita R P, Jessica B, Kendra T, Getty S. Thank y'all so much for joining Team Trash Candy over on Patreon. We also had a new super, super supporter, supporter, Jason S. Thank you so much, and also hello. Thanks for being. A trash candy connoisseur. Alicia, are you ready to try to keep up with the Kardashians? Well, as Chris Kardashian says, you can get through anything as a family. Is that true? Yeah, (laughs) that is true. Well, we should probably go, go, go. So, Alicia, you have the origin story of some people who I've repeatedly asked you to tell me the origin story of (laughs) over the years, and you do, and then I immediately lose the information. So, I'm just going to let you have the floor and tell me again why these people are famous. Well, we're going to start with the couple today that starts the whole thing. 
We're going to talk about Chris and Robert. Okay. Robert's family is Armenian. They're proud of it. He's born in Los Angeles. Family's a big deal. Robert's going to graduate USC in 1966 with a business administration degree. Goes on to law school. Pretty sure it costs like eight bucks a semester to go to USC at that point in time, and I'm jealous. (laughs) (laughs) After law school, he practices. He has a bunch of ideas like movie tunes. Resourceful dude. Robert also has become BFFs with OJ Simpson in like 1967. Okay. And Robert is dedicated to his BFF OJ. I don't know if OJ reciprocates that. As time may tell, but alas, they're buddies from the late 60s on. Right. Things will happen in the future that are very important. Kristen Hooten, also born in California, San Diego this time. Chris is a November 5th baby. She's a Scorpio. Never just an ordinary girl. (laughs) No matter what you have to say about Scorpios, they are industrious AF and they get the job done. Her parents divorced when she's young. Chris will graduate high school in 1973 and also meet an 11-year-older hotshot attorney and businessman, Robert Kardashian. The movie tunes guy. The movie tunes guy. <laughs> and was he like trademarking? Yeah, he did. He sold oh. that. Co- Dude, he's okay. Robert Kardashian. Sorry, February 22nd. He's a Pisces boy, hmm. just barely out of being born on the cusp of sensitivity. There's a horse race one day. She's 17. He's 28. Which age? Like, whatever. Time's a flat circle. Who cares? (laughs) But the pesky thing is, is that Chris already has a boyfriend. She is dating another older dude who is a professional golfer. But he travels a lot and Scorpio girls get lonely. So one day, so Chris and Robert start a secret liaison. And one day the golfer catches them in flagrante delecto. And uh, this will free Chris and Robert up to pursue the relationship in the open. Oh, my gosh. Her older boyfriend caught his underage girlfriend with with another another older older dude. You got it. (laughs) Wow. Okay. So this will leave Chris and Robert to pursue their liaison, Hmm. which is great. But then Robert is going to dump Chris to date another Trashy Divorces alum, Priscilla Presley. Yikes. Okay. Hmm. Chris is mad. (laughs) She does not like uh, being dumped for Priscilla Presley. So Chris is going to get a job as a flight attendant. And eventually Robert and Priscilla will fizzle out. And back Robert comes to Chris. Chris will move into his mansion. They date for another few years. Now Robert... The movie tunes guy. Kind of loaded. But Chris is saving up her money for new tires on her beater of a car. Robert is like, she needs to learn the value of a dollar. Like, Robert doesn't support her. Chris is still, like, she's an industrious lady, this one. I feel like Robert's dream for her will come true, knowing the value of a dollar by the time this story bears out. But, alas. So, Chris and Robert have already helped their buddy OJ flirt with the new young hostess at the Daisy, Nicole Brown. And everyone is thrilled that the two couple friends are BFFs. 
1978, Chris and Robert will get married. Chris is 22. Robert is 33. Like Priscilla Presley, Chris will get pregnant on her honeymoon with Courtney. Another three kids, born in pretty rapid succession, Kim Chloe, Robert Jr. And Chris will say later, she had the perfect life. She had everything she could have ever wanted. And she got a little restless, got a little bored. And she was looking for a little something different than what she had. Hmm. A little strange. Chris will begin an affair with her personal trainer. I see this in some spots, other places. This is a soccer star. Robert will find out. He will promptly file for divorce, leaving Chris and the four kids and like 200 bucks. The $200 is mentioned in every narrative so of this thread I can find. part of the origin story then. So like this is 1990. Their divorce is done by 1991. It is not... A great divorce as it goes. There's lots of feelings, just like trashy divorces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've, lots of feelings on both sides. We are not judging the feelings. We do like it when they're hilariously bad to each other, but, you know. Chris will say that the affair that she had when married to Robert is one of the biggest regrets of her life. She had a wonderful life. She feels enormous guilt about the damage that was done to Robert and the kids through this transgression. Fair Totally get that. Chris will go on to date again before the divorce from Robert is final. (laughs) And not just date. (laughs) Chris will get set up on a blind date with the former Olympian and one of the greatest athletes of the 20th century, Bruce Jenner. That will be the only time I use Caitlin's dead name in the whole story as people should be addressed how they would like to be addressed for always and all time. Caitlin is... Like Chris, a fellow Scorpio. Her birthday is October the 28th. Again, never just an ordinary girl. Mm -hmm. Caitlin and Chris meet. It's fireworks. They fall head over heels, smitten kitten and all that. Chris and Caitlin will marry a few months after the divorce from Robert is final. And all the families get merged. There's a total of eight kids. Right, because Caitlin's got a gaggle as well. A lot is happening. Mm -hmm. There's four kids on the Kardashian side. But Caitlin has been married twice before Chris. She has four kids of her own that will foldish into this Brady Bunch kind of thing, kind of. It takes a while. Let's talk about it. Caitlin's first wife is Christy Crownover. They marry in 1972. They have two children in their nine years of marriage. This is also a pretty busy time for Caitlin. With athletics, because from 1973 to 1976, Caitlin will compete in 13 decathlons, and in every one of those, only lose one event through those three years. Which leaves her ready to go to represent the United States in the 1976 Montreal Olympics, where she takes home the gold. She's on a Wheaties box. Like, (laughs) everything a top-level athlete can dream of. Her dreams are coming true, but this is a little bit of a false shell for Caitlin. Caitlin has grown up being dyslexic, so athletics are where she can excel. It's perfectly good. But from the age of about 10, Caitlin is sneaking in and wearing her mother's clothing and noting exactly what hanger 
that garment was on in the closet so she can very carefully put it back. Caitlin says she has been struggling since being a young child with gender questioning. And he's a quote from her memoir about this time. Quote, life would become a sealed box and over time the sides would become even higher and ultimately impossible to scale. But try she does. Caitlin marries Christy in 1972, and Christy says that Caitlin revealed her truth in the first year of their marriage. And Christy really supports her, not only financially through her athletic career, but emotionally as well. Christy wants Caitlin to feel good about herself. Christy will also go on to admit that the truth uh, being out there will cause an underlying unrest in their marriage. They will stay together throughout Caitlin's athletic career, but Christy will ultimately leave, saying that the marriage ended because Caitlin could not accept herself. They divorced by 1981. Caitlin, no time to wait. We'll go on to marry Linda Thompson in that same year, 1981. After her first divorce, they will have their first child five months later. Wow, okay. Caitlin... During this time, in the beginning of this marriage, we'll begin hormone therapy in secret Hmm. and electrolysis treatments. Caitlin's taking a few more internal chances. Also, Caitlin is giving speeches to these large corporate audiences with undergarments underneath her suits to a little bit more correctly match the gender in which Caitlin feels. Mm -hmm. Caitlin will tell Linda one day, like, Hey, honey, we need to sit down and talk. And Linda's like, I thought this was going to be about an affair. I didn't quite see this coming, but Caitlin will reveal her truth to Linda. And Linda will later say it broke her heart to see how much Caitlin struggled with this. After two kids, Caitlin and Linda are divorced in 1986, leaving Caitlin feeling kind of humiliated and terrified of being discovered And her kids will say we kind of felt abandoned. They grow up thinking it's somehow their fault, and it's not. And Caitlin, right, knows it's her fault and can't, like... Right, and can't verbalize, yeah. Like, real people, real struggles. Mm -hmm. Well, and in this case, fame must have been a a hindrance. What what an extraordinary yoke that Mm. is to bear. When you are famous on an identity that you can't identify yeah. with at all. Yeah. It's it, it's it's the, the sad part of the story. Mm. Caitlin, at this time, just says telling the truth was impossible. It was just so hard. So she's definitely struggling. Goes through a few more years of struggling. But alas, we're going to skippity-doo-dah to that blind date in 1990 with the separated but not yet divorced fellow Scorpio, Chris Kardashian. They date. They're going to marry in 1991, just a few months after Chris gets her divorce. Chris and Caitlin work together on fitness videos and stair climber equipment. And Chris is Caitlin's wife and manager and getting her bookings and speeches. And they start this blended family and it's all going great. Because really, Chris has learned the value of a dollar. (laughs) So the newlyweds are doing okay, bringing Mm -hmm. the family together. When, all of a sudden, 
Yeah, there's a little bit of dramatic a... Dramatic event. Huge, enormous strain put onto this new marriage with the murder of Nicole Brown Simpson. He was still Chris's best friend. Worse is that Robert's best friend, OJ, is arrested for her murder. <laughs> Did it. <laughs> I mention it here because things are testy with Chris and Robert at this time, and all the kids are involved in this parent-struggling tragedy and Chris and Robert will reconcile as friends and remain that way to his death in 2003. Please check out our episode with Erica Kelly for the OJ and Nicole story or any other podcast in the entire world. We'll probably pick up some loose threads and trashy tidbits this week. I have some good ones saved, but I really am attempting to stick to the narrative here. Right. And uh, The People versus O.J. Simpson, is that the miniseries that was fantastic? So good. Another City Not My Own, Dominic Dunn's book on the case. Fantastic. There's a little juice in there that's coming into Patreon this week. Anyway, no, sticking to the narrative. Okay. Chris and Caitlin, still married, working it out, blended family. And here's where it gets a little tricky. Because stories will diverge on how it all falls apart. So the Kardashian family's doing their thing and their reality show starts. But before this, Chris and her daughters have opened fashion boutiques. Like, Chris is a hustler. And Caitlin is speaking and stuff. And Chris and Caitlin will go on to have two daughters together, Kendall and Kylie. All good. Until it all falls apart. Caitlin will say... That she had been on hormones for four years before she started dating Chris. Caitlin says she was honest about everything, but may have downplayed it that to seems, Chris. Yeah, that seems likely. We had a... Also probably downplayed it in her own mind. Like, this is a struggle for people. Well, like, and that's the thing. This is a 23-year mm-hmm. marriage. Chris, on the other hand, will say that we had a good marriage and I was clueless. Caitlin lied to me about the reason for her first two divorces and living with her. Her behavior was always erratic. She was always blowing Chris off. And when Chris does ask questions, Caitlin would be like, you wouldn't understand. So Caitlin, again, like her first two marriages, not entirely happy with herself or accepting Mm -hmm. of herself, which means you're probably not going to be truly fulfilled and happy in a marriage no matter how great your partner is and you can't be authentic with your partner because you're not being authentic with yourself so that's it well here's here's a twist is there are some people who do know caitlin's secret kim will see caitlin dressed up one day and panics like oh i get the secret now and caitlin will call And say, please do not tell anyone. But Kim has already gone and talked to Courtney about it. Like, I can't imagine how insidious this would be in a family to keep this kind of secret for. Yeah. Real people, real problems. So Kendall and Kylie know, too. So Caitlin would often get up before she would wake up Kendall and Kylie to get ready for school and dress as herself. To de-dress, to dress like dad again, to wake them up. But apparently, like, the girls witnessed this one day and love Caitlyn. Totally. Like, it seems like Kendall and Kylie have very much supported Caitlyn's journey. Chloe is the last to know. She says she finds out with Chris right before a business meeting. 
And it's like, what the hell? She had no time to process this. Chloe and Caitlin will remain estranged for a lot of years. They don't speak for a long time. I think they're still more or less estranged from what I saw. There's a lot to unpack Mm -hmm. happening in uh, Calabasas. Because Caitlin, by the day, is growing more comfortable in herself. She's going to start meeting with a plastic surgeon in 2013 and begin to fully emerge as Caitlin. She will write a memoir. Which, again, brings on a whole boatload of mixed feelings. Chris and Caitlin announced their separation in 2013. Chris will file for divorce in 2014 with the much-beloved classic Irreconcilable Differences. Old hits. (laughs) We all know the beat, though. Golden oldies. So with the release of this memoir, though, the general consensus from all the kids... Like, we were cool with your transition, but why did you trash our mom like that in your memoir? Mm -hmm. Chris is furious. She feels like Caitlin lied to her for the longest time. Caitlin will say Chris only married her to make Robert jealous. Like, there are a lot of things flying back and forth, and the truth is going to lie in everyone's own heart. Chris and Caitlin will finalize their divorce in 2015. Caitlin now has a bestie and manager named Sophia Hutchins. She and Sophia live and work together, but both attest nothing is going on romantically with them. They're just besties. Chris, for her part, has been dating Corey Gamble since 2014. Corey works for Scooter Braun and was Justin Bieber's tour manager when they met. So there's like a 25-year age difference. So she's she's living in Cougarville? Get it while you can. Right on. The latest line I can find on these two lovebirds is from... Like, they've been together since 2014. Mm-hmm. Like, long-standing relationship. Yeah. These two lovebirds, last line on them is from May of this year, where Chris is kind of excited about how much sex she and Corey are having, and that sex at her age is a beautiful thing. So it appears like Chris is having a marvelous time post-divorce. Also, Corey is born November 10th as a Scorpio, too. I just can't. This whole story is Scorpios. Also, Chris, Kathy Griffin, and Melanie Griffith, all Trashy Divorces alums now, apparently have a club. Yeah, they're neighbors. Yeah, the Kardashians are neighbors with... Some of the Kardashians are neighbors with Kathy Griffin. I don't know which... It appears like everyone is living a good life post-divorce from... Chris and Caitlin. <laughs> and that is, that is all we can hope for anyone, really. I got one more-ish oh. okay. to talk about. Courtney Kardashian, mm. born April 18th. She's an Aries. Courtney is the first child of Chris and Robert. Courtney has never been married. She may be a genius. She may be the smartest one. She may be the smartest She's one the of them. She's the Kardashian with a college degree. FYI, Mm. the only one. No trashy divorce. But a whole 11 years of a trashy relationship to this dude named Scott Disick, who is the father of her three children. Scott is a May 26th baby. He's a Gemini. And Gemini and uh, Aries really can have something. But Scott and Courtney have been on again, off again. You can see the entirety of their relationship on... Keeping up with the Kardashians and the myriad of spinoff shows they both have, if you really need the details. 
So many details. Courtney and Scott, like most couples, have had some struggles. They begin dating in 2006. They split in 2015 when Scott will hook up with Sophia Ritchie, the daughter of a future Trashy Divorces story coming this season. And Scott and Sophia are kind of scandalous. Again, find a tabloid if you need the juice on this. (laughs) Scott and Sophia recently have broken up. And again, the press, much like... Brad and Jen are eyeing a reconciliation between Courtney and Scott. The two of them will continue to state that they are co-parenting and nothing is happening. But again, sparks fly. Aries and Gemini do have a thing when they pair up fire and air. And both in the springtime, like it's wrapped up and all the possibilities of the new earth and just you never know. I'm always going to kind of have my eye on this one. Scott says that Courtney is the only girl he's ever loved. Are they tragic lovers or just very smart to have stayed out of divorce court? Dear listener, I will let you decide on that one. And that, Stacey Hmm. and Trash Pandas, takes me to the end of my Kardashian trash. That is the front 50% of our (laughs) Kardashian episode. Let's take a quick break to hear from our most excellent sponsors, and we will be back with the rest of the Kardashians. (laughs) Sounds good. Seriously, I'm trying to keep up. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mm -hmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. So, Stacey, you're going to take us through the back half of this Kardashian train. The the back half of, yeah, this was fun for me, actually, because, as you know, I'm, like, committed to remaining ignorant about these people because I just, I mock them when I'm aware of them. Um, I know there are many fans of them, but taking a sort of 50,000-foot view, I felt like I'm floating in a hot air balloon over the valleys of trashiness. <laughs> All right, so I'm just going to, I'm just going to dive right in to... The second daughter of uh, Chris and Robert Kardashian, Kim. Ah, the middle kids. Kim Kardashian. Born October 21, 1980. She's a Libra. In Los Angeles, of course. Caitlyn Jenner became her step-parent in 1991, bringing with her a gaggle of step-siblings. But apparently Kim had a pretty good relationship with all of them, and as blended families go, things were not terrible. When she was late into her teens, she started seeing a music producer named Damon Thomas. And don't you know, one day when she was 19, she tried ecstasy for the first time and married him. No. Oh, no. Yeah, that's the story now. Anyway. Oh, my. Yeah, she said this in a 2018 episode of the uh, reality show that they're on that I didn't even know existed until this episode. So 
how up We've I am. We've been trying to keep you up for years, Stacey. Woo! Yeah, she went on to say that the second time she took ecstasy, two years later, in 2002, oh, no. that's when she made that sex tape with her boyfriend, Ray J. No! Brother of Brandy, the singer and actress. <laughs> so just oopsie. Maybe don't take ecstasy. Kim Kardashian probably stopped taking ecstasy. Anyway, I suspect these may be justifications made years later, but... Okay, the first marriage was unhappy, and obviously they had split up long before they actually divorced in 2004, and she suggested that he was at the very least emotionally abusive. Was this the one that lasted like 78 days? No, we're coming up on that one. Oh, Lord. Okay, there's a lot to keep up with. (laughs) It's... Yes. That's (laughs) apparently why people can't stop watching this family. (laughs) So that happened. Uh, The sex tape doesn't hit the world until 2007 when Ray J sold the footage to a company called Vivid Entertainment. Yikes. So I'm going to kind of deep dive on that for a second. Uh, A few things. Up to this point, Kim had just been a wannabe celebrity, a daughter of wealth, someone who, according to Perez Hilton, quote, did the closet thing. Which is she helped celebrity her celebrity friends organize their closets. Oh, would clean them out and sell their stuff sell on eBay. Sell stuff and then mm-hmm. split the proceeds. Did the closet thing. Great. She was a hanger on. She'd been a stylist for Brandy, which is probably how she met Ray J. And then, like, they're not friends anymore. This is also a family of many burned bridges. Brandy's mother sued the Kardashian kids in 2008, alleging what? that they had run up $120,000 on her credit card. <gasps> The case was dismissed, although that may mean that they paid to make it go away. Not sure. Oh, um, my. And these days, Brandy just says that they grew apart. But apparently, they were really tight at one point, back before Kim was Kim Kardashian. Interesting. So Kim had also been friends with Paris Hilton for forever. So when Paris and Nicole Richie launched their reality TV show, The Simple Life, in 2003, Kim clamored to find a way to be involved. So this is how Kevin Dixon, a former editor at In Touch Weekly, explained Kim Kardashian in this period to page six. Quote, I had become friends with Kim and she would give me stories about herself every week and we would promise her coverage and then the editors would back out. So it was really hard to get her coverage. Then she got on The Simple Life. That was one of the conditions we gave her for us to be able to write about her in the magazine. You have to be on TV. She was on for literally less than 90 seconds. But that was enough for us to start putting her in in touch. Wow. So Perez Hilton followed up saying, Back then, one of the things that got her a lot of attention, in addition to being Paris Hilton's friend before the sex tape and before the reality show, she was the very first girl that Nick Lachey was spotted on a date with after a split from Jessica Simpson. Really? The singer whose short-lived marriage to Lachey was chronicled in MTV's Newlyweds. It was only one date, but of course, conveniently, they were photographed by the paparazzi on the date. Wonder how they found out about that. Conveniently. Alicia, I imagine right now you're concerned. You probably have this image in your mind of young, guileless Kim Kardashian with no aspirations to fame, just a deep and pure desire to help her celebrity friends however she can. And Why are all these mean people saying such nasty things about her? That is absolutely my concern. Well, fear not, because (laughs) one of her lawyers, a guy named Marty Singer, absolutely told Page Six that his client would never and had never leaked information about themselves, so they would be written up in Page Six or The Post. Uh He was very specific in naming those outlets, which are really the same Murdochian outlet, 
which makes me think that maybe Kim of Los Angeles just didn't know anybody at the New York Post at the time. Anyway, in very late 2006, according to page six, someone called the offices of Vivid Entertainment and said they had some interesting celebrity footage. <laughs> Unnamed people brought the footage in. I mean, we assume it's Ray J or one of Ray J's friends. Or, right. Yeah. Okay. Vivid was quick to note that Kim was not involved, although even that's, there's speculation that she was totally involved the whole way through. Meanwhile, Kim was at Australia's Bondi Beach with BFF Paris Hilton for a long holiday vacay. Her friend at InTouch hears about the sex tape and tries to call her in Australia, but fun fact, time in Australia runs sideways and everyone just chooses what o'clock it is. So it was (laughs) quite... It was your 19 times. It was quite some time before he heard back. And then it was not Kim, but Paris Hilton herself, who was blowing up his cell phone. So apparently the early reporting had it that this tape included an activity known as water sports, which don't Google, uh, which uh, the tape didn't. But okay. So from Kim's perspective, she's like, well, I, that's there's no way a tape like that exists with me in it so ergo i am not in this tape that's not me can't be me but alas ecstasy makes you forget things <laughs> uh it was her there were no water sports and it was her um so she files suit against vivid entertainment in february of 07 good for her attempting to stop the tape's release in march Vivid released it. (laughs) They titled it, perhaps with some understanding of Kim Kardashian's dreams for herself, Kim Kardashian Superstar. No. True story. Yeah, that's super gross. Super Super gross. Super gross and super mortifying. And she didn't consent to this. Like, there's some real... No, I agree. Uh, ...problems with how we treat women in the world. True. Uh, In April, she settled the case reportedly for $5 million. So, side note, apparently Ray J thought that the sex tape was going to make him super famous on par with his sister. How'd that work? <sighs> so he had a on-again, off-again girlfriend who is now an author named Kareen Steffens. She says, quote, Ray will say that Kim wrote off of him, and maybe initially he was her springboard, but to be honest, really, she springboarded off of Paris, did a little somersault, landed on his penis, and springboarded <laughs> right off of that into the world of white girl famous. Good good writer. Good, <laughs> good writer. All right, so the sex tape happened. It made Kim white girl famous. It apparently also ruined her friendship with Paris Hilton, who had had her own sex tape years before, which I think is why all of this happened anyway. Didn't garner anywhere near as much attention as this one. Yeah, The Simple Life got canceled, and Keeping Up with the Kardashians premiered later the same year. That's kind of the timeline and I think why they're not friends anymore. So that show continues to air today. Season 18. 18 seasons. Kicked off in March. And it's apparently slated for season 19, but probably there's a COVID hold on filming. Sure. On October 31, 2010, a little bit older, a little bit wiser, Kim was spotted courtside at a basketball game and soon after revealed that she was dating a basketball player named Chris Humphreys. This is the 72 day guy. days. Okay. All right. So he's born February 6, 85. He's an Aquarian. Mm-hmm. Things escalated quickly and they were engaged after just seven months. Oh my. He popped the question with a 20.5 carat, $2 million ring in a bedroom Whoa. where he had spelled out, will you marry me in rose petals? Aww. They raced to the altar in August, 
marrying in front of 450 guests, including Ryan Seacrest, Lindsay Lohan, Lala Vasquez, Eva Longoria, and a bunch of the New York Nets basketball team, which he played on at the time. So E aired a two-night, four-hour-long special called Kim's Fairytale Wedding, a Kardashian oh, event, on October 9th and 10th. And because irony can never die, on October 31st, just one year after that first sighting of Kim at one of Chris's games, she filed for divorce. Done. The marriage lasted 72 days. Wow. There was lots of scuttlebutt about that marriage including plenty of people drawing the fairly obvious conclusion that it was all a publicity stunt to promote all things Kardashian. Team Kardashian denies this. As the divorce was in process, she started dating Kanye West, June 8th, 1977, a Gemini, who by then was a smashingly successful recording artist who had already been called a jackass by none other than Barack Obama. It was a perfect fit. (laughs) They've been married since May of 2014. They have four kiddos. Uh, Kim had difficult pregnancies with their first two kids, North and Saint, and their youngest children, Chicago and Psalm, were born through surrogacy. You're making the correct expression on your face as I name these poor children. They're not poor, though. These are some of the richest children in the world. Um, All right. So I know we're up 30,000 feet above all of this, um, but I do want to point out Uh, As much fun as I have kind of making fun of the Kardashians, Kim has done some advocacy that I really back. Um, The family has Armenian heritage, as you mentioned, and she's encouraged both the Obama and Trump administrations to recognize the Armenian genocide. Good. Which is like permanently stuck in our politics because it it was the Ottomans, but it was Turkey that conducted the Armenian genocide (laughs) and Turkey's our NATO ally. And so it's awkward, like... Anyway, it's overdue, though. It has not yet been formally recognized by the United States, but hopefully it will. Yank that Band-Aid off. Um, She has also convinced uh, President Down 10 points to support the Mm -hmm. First Step Act, which was a pretty historic package of prison reforms, if also only, and I stress, a first step. She also may have faked a robbery in Paris in 2016 for attention. So let's say Kim's a bit of a mixed bag. (laughs) Complicated. Complicated. All right. Do we know how she feels about being first lady now that her husband is? I mean, I know we talked about her two trashy divorces, but her husband is now running for president. I think it's safe to assume that Kim Kardashian would relish the role. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. Okay. On to the third K of the Kardashian kids. Oh, uh, Chloe, she's my favorite. Chloe, is she? All right. Yeah. Uh Chloe Kardashian, born June 27, 1984. She's a cancer. Is she really now? Chloe makes so much more sense to Does me. Does she? Now. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what it is with this family and basketball players, but Chloe is apparently into tall guys. <laughs> Very well, Chloe is tall. She is five. Chloe 10. is significantly taller than like Courtney's okay. five feet tall. Oh wow. Chloe okay. is the She's our height. She's five ten. Super tall. As women go. Well, she likes men who are a good foot taller. Um, Nothing wrong with that. Chloe actually preceded her older sister in racing to the altar with a giant handsome athlete. In 2009, she married L.A. Laker Lamar Odom, November 6, 1979, a I really Scorpio. Had big... Oh, God, really? Bless her heart. No, Scorpio and Cancer are a perfect match. Oh, are they? Okay. Yeah, they do really well together. I just, I had such, such high hopes for them. Okay, well... I'm not sure why, because they had known each other for exactly one month. They're Kardashed. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, and the wedding, of course, was filmed for Keeping Up with the Kardashians because later it spawned a separate but short-lived reality TV show, Chloe and Lamar. I watched that. Did you? Everyone. All right. In I remember the gumball bathtub. <laughs> In 2013, Lamar was nabbed for DUI, but refused to give a chemical test, which is generally a bad move. There was rampant speculation that he was using drugs, and in December, he pleaded no contest to the DUI. He got three years probation and three months of alcohol abuse treatment as a sentence, and days later, Chloe filed for divorce. Mm. However, even though they were negotiating terms and finally signed on the dotted line to end the marriage in July of 2015, a judge had not signed off... As of October 13th, 2015, which is the day that Lamar became unconscious at the Love Ranch brothel in Nevada. Oh, not good, buddy. Yeah, he ended up hospitalized with, um, I, I guess it's like complications from a cocaine overdose, I think is probably, there may have been some mixing, he may have been taking like herbal Viagra, some, anyway... It was a bad scene. He went into kidney failure. He had oh, several no. heart attacks and a series of strokes. Oh, my. He fell into a coma. He was on life support uh, for close to a week. It looked very bad. And then he woke up. At this point, though, Chloe is still legally his wife. And so I think this was like after he woke up, she withdrew the divorce request. She was quick to know, not because they'd reconciled, but because he Just needed... Just give him time to yeah, he, recuperate well, and, and heal. And there were medical decisions to be made, and he was recovering from a series of strokes. And, sure. Yeah. So... Like, apparently, you know, whatever flaws there were in their relationship, she was apparently very supportive of him. His recovery went really well. I mean, he he really bounced back in a way that I don't think anyone expected. So by summer, he was much better, and she refiled, and they were divorced in December of 2016 for realsies. Okay. And I think he's gone on to do just fine in life. Like, I think he got clean and has stayed that way. I sure hope so. He was dealing with some definite... Real people, real struggles, man. Yeah. So during 2016, she began dating another basketball player, Cleveland Cavalier Tristan Thompson. Oh, my. Born March 13th, 1991. He's a Pisces. Interesting. Yeah. Well, the problem is he apparently likes to swim around in plenty of people's pools. Oh, so no. <laughs> the pair would have a baby, true, in 2018, but the joy was marred when it was revealed that Tristan, that bastard had cheated on her with the best friend of her half-sister, Kylie Jenner. What? Dun-dun! That's all I have on that story, yes. Oh, my. Yeah, the drama. The dr like, it's hard to even know, like, you say real people, real problems, but also, really? Like, no, we all learned in Gilmore Girls that if you are named Tristan... <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> all right. Our final Kartrashian. Oh, the baby of the family. Rob. Robert Jr., Rob was born March 17, 1987, also a Pisces. St. Patrick's Day, baby. Oh, there you go. Is he um, all kinds of lucky? We'll let you decide, <laughs> listeners. Yeah, I don't have a... He's never been married, so I don't have a ton on him, but he had a nice and trashy split from model and his former fiance, Black China, born May 11th, 1988, a Taurus. How's that? A Pisces and a Taurus? Water and earth? Just seems muddy. And they're kind of right next to each other, right? Yeah, bad. They're not. Pisces is... Is it the Old end and, and Taurus is mm -hmm. spring? Yeah, that's not a not a match destined, at least on the sun sign surface, for success. Well, the good news is they had a baby together. Good. 
good. So um, they were also, of course, the stars of a short-lived show called Rob in China. No. Which ran from September 2016 to December 2016, followed the couple who had become engaged earlier in the year after dating for three months (laughs) as they prepped for their daughter, Dream Renee Kardashian's birth. I learned it by watching you, Mom. Yeah, so basically what happened is this show wrapped up in December, which is about when Black China like grabbed the baby and moved out. <laughs> the month old baby and moved out. Whoa. They have like it's funny as I've done my law blogging, I've sort of seen this playing out ever since in page six and stuff. They will periodically have a thawing in their ongoing warfare over their child. And which involves like, it's a bunch of Instagram, like, oh, Rob's a great dad. All this stuff I said before was wrong. Or Rob will be like, oh, and you know, whatever her real name. I don't know how he addresses her. I don't know if he calls her Black China or her actual name. Got together for the birthday party and it was really fun to hang out with, you know, my ex or whatever. Like they'll have those moments, but mostly they're in court filing motions about custody with each other and complicated fighting for support and Apparently, Dream got, for one of her birthdays, one of Rob's siblings or half-siblings took her up in the same kind of helicopter that, was it Kobe Bryant who? Yeah. Anyway, there was some criticism of taking the kid up in the same kind of helicopter that killed, you know, beloved Los Angeles figure Kobe Bryant. Anyway, lots of stuff there with, with Rob. Some health issues. There's just a lot. But he's sort of the least reality famous of them. He's really backed away from that. I don't think he particularly wants to be a Kardashian at this point. So um, I'm not, I opted not to get too deep into that. Just know if you want some guilty pleasure deep dive, just go to page six and search for Rob Kardashian or Black China. They don't get along. That's pretty much my high altitude hover over the Kartrashian planes. We reserve the right to go, like, if if Kim and Kanye break up next month, like, we reserve the right to go back and just do an episode on them. Well, and Caitlin and Chris's daughters, Kendall and Kylie, no marriages yet. We possibly are not done trying to keep up with With the the Kardashians. But that was a really fun, very high-level view of a intergenerational, trashy divorces saga connected in spider webs oh, yeah. all and over. So many people have wanted us to cover, like, some of them or all of them or, like... <laughs> Merry Christmas in July, y'all. Yeah. All right. Well, that's car trashy. So I noticed you didn't give particular trash can ratings, nor did I. I have an idea. What's that? Maybe we just assign the whole family, Mm -hmm. I don't know, 18 acres of trash cans, one acre for every season of the show. That's very good. Okay. I I think that might accommodate all the trash, all the Kartrashian refuse detritus and debris depends on what you believe inside your heart (laughs) thanks everybody for tuning in for yet another week don't forget we got a bunch of extra trash candy sitting over on patreon.com slash trashy divorces we will be back next sunday 
with another new hot pipe and fresh pie. Edifying, informative, intellectually soothing. (laughs) (laughs) Until we talk to y'all again. Wash your paws, but also keep it trashy. Keep your paws clean. Keep your heart trashy. Yeah. Bye, friends. Bye. Catch you next week. And thanks to you for listening. Trashy Divorces is a Hemlock Creatives production created and produced right here in Atlanta, Georgia by us, Stacy and Alicia, with a little research and writing help from the brilliant Melissa O. Our art is by Sydney V. Smith. That's Sydney V. Smith at CarbonMade.com. And our music is used with permission of Ratsy. Check her out at Ratsy's store on Instagram and definitely drop into Ratsy's store anytime you're in Oberlin, Ohio. You can contact us at TrashyDivorces at gmail.com or find us on the World Wide Web at TrashyDivorces.com. If you need more trash candy in your life, our Patreon community includes some of the very best humans around and thousands of hours of bonus content at every level of support. Join the fun at Patreon.com slash TrashyDivorces. Interested in some Trashy Divorces swag? Check out our merch shop and Trash Panda Enthusiasm Society at bit.ly slash trashy gear want to advertise with us reach out to sales at advertisecast.com for more information and last but not least come play with us on social media i keep most of our trashy divorces instagram hopping stacy and i share it up over on facebook including our trashy divorces podcast discussion group come join us over there and thanks again everybody for listening keep it trashy y'all